Good day from Tampa, Florida. This is Change Your Latitude podcast, and I'm your host, Dr. Shane Wentz. Here to Change in Latitude, we look at life and business in terms of lines of latitude. The higher the latitude, the more successful and happy you are in life. We believe that life is a journey of both personal and professional growth. This weekly show aims to help you grow through insightful and timely conversations. Episode one of Change Your Latitude podcast. Today we're going to do things a little bit different and we're going to spend just a minute introducing who we are and then we're going to give some very timely advice uh, as many of you, like us here, are now adjusting to working remotely. So let's dig right in. So who are we? We are a boutique consulting firm that provide customized solutions to navigate business challenges and employ continuous improvement strategies to help organizations reach their true north or the organization's highest potential. And we initiated this weekly podcast because uh, we've been thinking about this for a while and we're just kind of looking for the right time. And with everything going on, we, uh, we realized that, that what we do every day, which is wake up laser focused on how we can add value to people and organizations, um, is, is really something that's needed right now. So um, hence the, the podcast came about. So what we'd like to do today, as I mentioned, is this is going to be the only show where we are not going to have guests. But what we want to do today is uh, kick off with giving some, uh, some tips that we've been sharing with some of our clients uh, and things that even we've learned along this journey of, of working remotely. Understanding that um, when, you, when you look at working remote, everyone's journey is going to be different. Uh, a big mistake that we see people make is to compare their journey with others or even a leader who compares the journey of different members of their team. Everyone reacts differently and uh, it it doesn't make it right or wrong. Uh, For example, some people are loving working from home now while others are hating it. Doesn't make one right or one wrong. It's it's just different. Uh, When when talking about uh, not just working remotely, but dealing with uh, uncertain times like we have, I like to reference a couple models. Uh, And and once again, we're talking about everyone's uh, journey being different. And one of the models I really, really like is the Bridges model. It's created by William Bridges. uh, And it describes a theory on personal transition that involves a predictable, gradual, three-phase process that, that everyone goes through. Um, now, they don't go through it at the same time or the same pace, hence everyone's journey is different. Uh, but for the most part, everyone goes through this uh, when, when going through times of change or uh, t- uh, transition in their life. Uh, the, the first phase, phase one, is, is letting go. Uh, and, and change really requires people to let go of the old way of, of doing things before they can adopt the new way. There, there's no way you can get to full adoption the new way without letting go. Uh, and, and change can be things as, as simple as, as a project that changes the way you work. Uh, it can be traveling to a new location, new time zone, or it can be much more serious things like the current global pandemic that we're going through. Um, and, and emotions that people have during this phase one of letting go is, are things like anxiety, stress, confusion, anger, resistance, uncertainty, denial, fear, and sadness. 
And what leaders really need to do during this time is to help people with the losses. Once again, keep, keep in mind that everyone's going to go through this journey different. Everyone's going to react different. Uh, so if you're leading people, or this, this can be families as well, if, if you're part of a family, uh, this holds true as well. And one of the analogies I use when talking about letting go, and it's, it's a simple one, um, but you know, to me it's, it's relevant, uh, I do a lot of traveling. I'm on the road 80%, 90% of the time. Uh, and some of that travel is uh, different time zones, even internationally. And uh, I, I think of travel as really letting go of where I was and, and getting into the zone of where I'm going. Uh, and, and, and I'll share what that means. So what I'm leaving a lot of times is, is my family, the, the certainty of home, the comfort of home, uh, you know, day in and day out, a routine with, with my son um, and, and my wife and, and my two dogs and, and family and friends in the area. Um, that, that's what I'm leaving. And, and what I'm going to is, is work uh, for, for whatever it may be. It's, it's a, a location around the world where I'm, I'm going to do some work. So as I'm on the plane traveling, I, I try to get into the mindset of what I'm going to be doing during that period I'm going to be there. Um, and in addition, I, I, I move my watch ahead if I'm not wearing my uh, Apple Watch, which does it on its own. Um, I, I adjust to that time zone as I'm, as I'm traveling. Uh, the mistake I see a lot of people make is they, you know, they constantly stay on the time zone and are constantly thinking about where they just came from. Uh, that, that makes it really hard to let go and to uh, adopt the new way. So j- just one analogy that, that, that I use, uh, and, and once again, I, I know we can be talking about things much more serious than that, but it, it applies regardless of the, of the seriousness of the situation. So phase one is letting go. Phase two is the neutral zone. This is where the old way is gone, but the new way is not fully operational yet. So um, things are going to be disorganized. Things are going to be hazy. For people that, like, that don't like chaos, this is really tough for them. And this is going to be characterized by things like uh, with employees' absenteeism, rumors, fear, anxiety, and resistance. Um, but you may begin to see, a lot of times you will, some experimentation, inquiry, and exploration. Okay, so phase one, letting go, phase two, the neutral zone, and then phase phase three is is the new beginning. So people evaluate the change and explore and develop an understanding of that new way. And this is characterized by things like commitment, acceptance, accomplishment, and and learning. So that's the Bridges model. Uh, Once again, I I think it's very useful when you're looking at, at transitions, either personal transitions, team transitions, uh, transitions in work or home life. Uh, and then another model I like is, is the Kubler-Ross grief cycle. Uh, this is a really interesting one developed in 1969 by Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, and it was based on her work with terminally ill patients. And um, th- this one got some bad press at first because people tried to apply it evenly across the board to everyone. Uh, however, please keep in mind that this model is not linear. And what that means is not everyone is going to go through these stages in order. And uh, once, even though the work is based on uh, her, her life working with terminally ill patients, it can be applied to anything that's a disruptive change in one's life. So it, it has uh, five phases. You, you have denial is the first one. Uh, and that's where you have things like avoidance, confusion, shock. Uh, the second one is anger, 
where you have frustration and anxiety. Then you have bargaining as the third one. And this is where you're really struggling to find meaning and, and, uh, someone, and people start to tell their story a little bit. Fourth one is depression. This, this is a tough one. Uh, people really feel overwhelmed and, and help a, 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 a sense of helplessness. And then the fifth and final one is acceptance. And this is exploring options uh, and, and moving on. So you can see why this one really is, you know, this is a tough model sometimes to wrap your, your head around um, because it's, it, it's really when you start talking about things like denial and anger and depression, uh, th- those are tough things. Um, you know, I know, and, and once again, to, to talk about the fact that not everyone's, it's not linear, not everyone's going to go through it the same way and, and through the stages in that order. Uh, the example I use is my father passed away a couple of years ago, um, and it was really tough for me. And uh, for me, I pretty much skipped denial, and I went straight to anger. Uh, I was really frustrated, and I was really just mad at, at, at uh, mostly myself, but just mad at, at everyone involved. Um, and it took a while to get through that. And, and then I, I kind of went from anger to um, depression, and, and then I kind of get into bargaining and then acceptance. So my path was a little bit different, uh, and, and that's the useful part of this model is it, it, it kind of gives you a guide, but keep in mind that, that everyone's path through that is, is going to be much different. So those are a couple models I, I like to reference when, uh, when talking about going through uh, times of uncertainty, going through change, um, which, you know, which brings us to you know, what's happening right now. Um, a lot of you, as you're listening, are, have been thrown into turmoil. You're, uh, if you're fortunate to be working, not one of the, the millions of, of laid off or furloughed uh, employees, um, your work environment's probably changed. Uh, you're, you're working from home now. And even for those that, that have worked from home, I mean, I work, uh, like I said, I'm on the road 89% of the time. So I'm either at home or um, at at a, at a different location. Um, my wife, she works remotely with some travel. The, the different part is now we're both home together all day, every day. That, that's uh, something new. Um, she, she told me the other day, she said, hey, um, you know, it's really, we haven't been together this much consecutively without one of us traveling in probably eight years. And I said, yeah, and I, and I kind of smiled, and she smiled, and then all of a sudden the smile faded, and she goes, don't you have anywhere to go? And, and we both just kind of laughed about it. So it, it's a good thing, but it's also a tough thing. Uh, and then you throw into the mix the fact that we've got a uh, almost six-year-old son who's in kindergarten. Uh, all of a sudden, he, he's, he's uh, learning from home. So we're, you know, we're balancing our day between our work and uh, spending time with him and you know, going on bike rides and, you know, trying to stay fit and trying to do self-development. So um, just a lot of different things happening there. So as we go to this phase, which we, we don't know how long it's going to last, um, and I would say even coming out the other side, I, I don't see things getting back to normal. I think working remotely is going to be the new norm for millions and millions more people than, than it ever has before. Uh, so I think some of these things we're talking about will be extremely relevant for years to come. Uh, so what are some things um, that, that are really important to understand and to do when, when work remotely? Uh, 
Uh, number one, communicate, 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 and, and then communicate some more. Uh, communication is absolutely critical during these times. Uh, and, and the funny thing is, regardless of how much you communicate, it will seem like less. And what I mean by that is, is even if you're reaching out every day, just because of the fact it's remote and it's for short periods, um, even if it's every day, it's going to seem like a lot less because you're not running into people constantly in the office, whether it be at, at lunch or over coffee or between meetings or whatever it is. So uh, communicate, communicate, communicate. Uh, let, let's talk a few uh, specifics when we talk about communicating. Number one, a uh, recommendation I have is, is set up regular check-ins with your team. Um, and uh, I wrote about this recently on LinkedIn. There, there's a difference between a check-in and a check up. Uh, if you're checking in on someone, is to see how they're doing, to make sure everything's okay, and just to see if there's anything you can do to help. When you're checking up on somebody, um, you're ensuring they're doing what they should be doing. Um, use this opportunity for check-ins, not check-ups. Uh, and, and more is probably better at the beginning. Uh, for the first few weeks, maybe even first month, um, you, you may need to check up multiple times throughout the week. And it's going to vary from person to person. Um, second, have honest and, and personal communication. Uh, what do I mean by that? Uh, what I mean is you need to continue to build trust uh, with your coworkers and with your uh, employees, with your team when working remote. And the only way to really do that is to open up, have honest communication. And, and guess what? If you're a leader, this is a tough one. Be vulnerable. Be vulnerable. Don't be afraid to talk about how things are going for you. And, and maybe just say something like, you know, you know, the, this has been tougher than I thought because of X or because of Y. Uh, what you'll find as a leader is when you do that, you, you're opening up the line of communication. And basically what you're telling uh, that, that person on your team is it's okay to, to share. Uh, we don't just have to talk about the latest project or you're working ahead or behind or what you need help with. It's okay to open up and, and be, honor, be vulnerable and, and have that, that honest communication. Remember that uh, when in the office, you, you can have spontaneous conversations between meetings. You have periods at, uh, at lunch, you know, grabbing a cup of coffee, um, you know, just sitting down and, and talking after meetings. Uh, that's hard to replicate when working remotely. Uh, so you have to be creative. Uh, do things like have coffee with, with uh, your coworkers or your employees uh, in the morning. Uh, and use video, right? Just, just have a cup of joe uh, over video conference and, and just sit there and chat for a few minutes. No agenda. Um, just, just a quick check-in and, and, you know, just, just talk about how the weekend went, how the kids are doing, things like that. Um, do lunch as a team. But once again, do it on video. Uh, talk about what you're eating. You know, and, and there, there's no agenda. Um, you know, maybe have, uh, have somebody bring a, bring a joke, have someone bring a current event. Have someone, you know, just bring something that's, uh, that's, that's happened to them over this past week. You know, just get some maybe some talking points to get some, uh, you know, some discussion going. But just, just an open agenda where you're sitting down and just having a meal together. 
um, text your team. Let, let them know when you're in the office and, and maybe text them in the evening to, to say goodnight, as you might do when you're leaving the office. Uh, once again, think about it when you get in the morning. Hey, you know, how's it going, John? Hey, Robert, you know, hey, Kathy. And, and you say hello, the hellos. And, and when you leave in the evening, you do the same thing. Do it over text message in the morning. Um, the other thing that'll do is getting into our next topic is, is it'll help in setting boundaries. Uh, setting boundaries is absolutely critical right now. Uh, I read a study the other day that said that productivity has gone up approximately 30% uh, in the last month or so due to all the extra hours that people are working from home. Um, make sure you're setting boundaries for you and your team. Just because you check email at 9 or 10 o'clock in the night when the kids go to bed, make sure your team knows that that's not the expectation for them. And then work as a team to develop what the norms are on how the team's going to operate during times like this. Everything from, hey, you know, um, I'm, I've, I've got one or two kids or, you know, I've, my wife works remote and, and so do I. So we've got two people in the house working remote. There's going to be times of the day that I might not, you might not be able to reach me. Uh, if you need me during this time, just reach out and text or, or call my cell because uh, we, we go for a daily bike ride. Whatever it is, make sure that you're, you're blocking your calendar. Make sure that you're setting boundaries with your team and make sure that the team is involved in establishing uh, boundaries. Uh, another critical thing I've, I've talked a lot about recently with a lot of different uh, leaders and organizations, one-on-ones. Uh, one-on-ones are absolutely critical at any time. They are a must-have right now or when working remote. Um, there's a lot of different ways to do, to do one-on-ones. Uh, I'll give you kind of a guide on how I do them. Uh, I like to have my employees bring the agenda, and then I always let them go first. Uh, if something happens, we get cut off, we run out of time, whatever it may be. I want to make sure that I'm hearing from them and that they're able to express uh, how things are going from their perspective before I even really open my mouth. Uh, and, you know, a, a way I normally start off is just say, hey, how's it going? And then shut up and listen. Right. I, a lot of leaders have a uh, tendency to say, hey, how's it going? Talk to me about the project. Okay, now talk to me about this. Okay, now talk to me about that. Oh, by the way, how's the family doing? Okay, great. Now, now my turn. Don't do that. Ask how's it going. Shut up and listen. And then at the end of every one-on-one, -on -one, I, I ask the same question. What can I do to help you? And, and make sure during these one-on-ones that you're checking in personally, not just asking them to regurgitate what they're working on. Uh, I actually use what I call a virtual meeting. Uh, it's a document that I had a, a wonderful boss of mine uh, a few years back created. Um, and then me and him worked together to uh, continue to evolve it. And it's nothing more than an Excel worksheet. Uh, and, and by the way, we will have this podcast on our website. I'll talk about that a little bit later. And I'll have the show notes. And uh, I'll, I'll actually share this template with you. So feel Feel free to uh, swipe, uh, steal with integrity, pride, and enthusiasm, and, and use it for you and your teams. Uh, but what it is, it's an Excel document where one tab is uh, nothing more than basically all the different things that, uh, that you're, you or your team's working on uh, or, or your employees working on. 
then it talks about the status and then it'll say uh, basically any help that's needed. And then there's an area for you as the leader, uh, if you're a leader, to, uh, to make your notes. So, you know, if, uh, if I was working for you, um, you would send me that document on a weekly basis. I would fill out what I'm working on, the status of it, any updates, um, any help needed. I would send that to you. You would review it. And uh, prior to our one-on-one, you would add any questions or comments you have. So going into our one-on-one, uh, me being the employee, I've shared that update with you. You've already reviewed it. You've given me some feedback to think about going into that one-on-one. So it's not just then a regurgitation of what you're doing, but it's a deeper conversation about um, you know, anything left over from that back and forth uh, via email and, and through the Excel document on uh, anything left to discuss on those topics. And then there's another tab that's, that's simply a thumbs up or a thumbs down. It's how are you doing this week? Um, that's all it is. And then there's a third tab uh, that, that's a self-development tab. Uh, talks about um, where you are now and where you want to be in the next one, two, and three years. And then how I, as the leader, could help. And then the final tab is a uh, travel tab. So for those like, like me and the jobs I've been in the past several years where I travel a lot, it was a way to, for me to constantly keep my boss uh, apprised of where I was going and what I was going to be doing uh, whenever I traveled. So really simple document. And, and once again, we'll share that in the show notes uh, afterwards and, and feel free to use it uh, as you see fit. Uh, another point is use this time for self-development. Uh, spend about 15 minutes a day at least thinking about where do you want to be and, and how you're going to get there. Um, and, and, you know, just related to that, some things I, I always consider is, you know, when you choose to accept responsibility for your future, you'll be able to define your future. And, and your future is defined and refined by the choices that you make every day. You can't predict the future. Um, you can't predict your future, but you can create your future. So use this time uh, if if you have it. I know I know a lot of people are busy right now, but in the extra time you have, use it for self development. Finally, uh, and the final point before we wrap up is have a plan. Have a plan. Uh, when you wake up in the morning of what you're going to get accomplished that day. Uh, if you're like me, I have what I call my standard work for the day, and it lays out uh, what I want to accomplish throughout the day in terms of emails, meetings, project time, uh, time with my son, bike rides with my family, workout time. Uh, and, and I'll be honest, it's really tough to script hour by hour what's going to happen. Uh, and a lot of times you can't do that. But what I try to do is say during these periods of the day, Here's when I'm going to check an email. Uh, I think we're all guilty of this. You, you go in and you say, I'm going to reply to one email. 45 minutes, hour and a half later, you're, you're still in email, right? And you've blown right into that time you wanted to work on project. So uh, have a plan. Uh, set up periods of the day where you want to get things accomplished. Uh, and, and when you lay out your schedule, remember that performance varies depending on the time of the day. There's a really good book by Daniel Pink. It's called The Scientific Secrets of Perfect Timing. And he lays out three basic periods of the day for everybody. 
Uh, and about 80 to 85% of people have uh, the periods I'm going to talk about during that time of day. For some, it, it's actually inverted and, and it happens at different times of the day, but uh, we'll go with the 80-85%. So the peak, uh, this is in the morning for most of us, and this is best, the best time for analytical work that really requires focused attention. So that's your peak first thing in the morning. Um, your, your trough. Our mood tends to decline in the early afternoon. Okay, so you wake up, you got your peak, and then early afternoon, you, you start to tail off into that trough. Uh, and there's been studies on this. This is actually when, uh, other than late at night, this is when the most automobile accidents occur, is, is during that trough or early afternoon period. Uh, this is also when a, a majority of mistakes at hospitals are made. And there's a really interesting study out of Israel uh, that looked at the judicial system and it tracked periods of the day when, uh, when judges made their rulings on, on court cases. And, and what it found is um, during that peak, that first thing in the morning, um, judgments tend to be more favorable to, uh, to defendants. Whereas during the trough, judges tend to be uh, harder. And, and then you get into uh, the third period, uh, oh, and during the trough, um, that's really good time for administrative work. Okay, so that, that paperwork, filing, checking email, things like that. And then you have your recovery period. Our, our mood tends to boost back up in the early evening, and this is the best time for brainstorming and, and creative work. So as, as you're coming up with your plan for the day, think through uh, from the perspective of the peak, the trough, and the recovery when you're setting up your day and, and what you want to do when. I, I know that that's a ton of information for one episode. Um, but as we were sitting down, you know, really discussing what we wanted to share in this, in this episode one of, of Change Your Latitude podcast, uh, we felt it was really critical that we get some information out there that, uh, that we've been asked about, that, uh, that we've been learning, uh, and that we reached out and, and had some really great conversations with uh, subject matter experts on. Uh, so in these unprecedented times, uh, we really hope this, is, uh, th- this will help you change your latitude. Uh, as I mentioned, in the coming weeks, we'll have some really great guests on the program. Uh, I'm super excited about our guests next week. I think you're really going to enjoy her. Uh, and, and what we're going to try and do is really share some timely information once again, to help you change your latitude. Uh, and if you go to our website, uh, www.acilconsulting.com. Once again, that's www.acilconsulting, all one word.com. And if you click on the podcast tab and look for episode one, uh, we will have show notes as well as uh, a couple of templates and uh, things I talked about during this show. So I'm uh, Dr. Shane Wentz. And until next time, stay safe. Keep challenging yourself to change your latitude.